0: Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in marketing and how to use their podcast to generate leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited that you're here. Hey Savvies, welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today I am chatting with Dia Darling. Dia is the founder of All the Things I Do. She supports her clients as a project manager and online business manager. She's also the host of Creatives Crushing Anxiety. She helps entrepreneurs follow their passions online while keeping their lives balanced. She believes you can have a successful online business while still enjoying your life. So I'm super excited to have Dia here to chat today all about the ins and outs of what's working with her podcast. So let's just dive right in. Hey Dia, welcome to the show. I'm super excited that you're here and I can't wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive in, tell us a little about yourself and your business and just how
1: you got started. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I am Dia Darling. My business is all the things I do and my podcast is Creatives Crushing Anxiety. Um, I started my blog in 2015 just as kind of like an outlet because I missed writing and it just slowly started evolving over time, and then it turned into a business and a podcast. And I actually do project management, and online business management for entrepreneurs, coaches, speakers, and authors. Um, so yeah, that's me.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually—it's weird. D and I actually went to the same college, but we didn't know each other. wasn't <laughs> <laughs> even a big college either. So it's kind of it's kind of funny that everything came full circle. Um, like later,
1: right. On. now now I talk to you every day
0: (laughs) yeah we both we both have we both have a subcontractor position for another company and we work together and we talk every day and it's just so weird I'm like what the heck like life is just so weird and like the three or seven degrees of separation is really real because like what the heck like I don't know like it's just crazy that we ended up now working together after you know going to the same college and not even knowing each other That's not like our school was huge. Like it definitely was a lot smaller than most colleges.
1: It's just, it's a really small, big world.
0: Right. It is. It is. It's crazy. But yeah, I just wanted to (laughs) mention that. Yeah. So why did you start your podcast and how long have you been doing it for?
1: Um, I have been doing the podcast a little over two years and I started it because I noticed a change in the way I was taking in content. I was doing so many things. Uh, when I started my podcast, I was still working a nine to five. So it was one of those things where I wanted to consume content, but just sitting down and reading just seemed like such a time suck. So I liked being able to listen to different like podcasts and the content that I was enjoying like while I was working and stuff. So then I was like, oh, I should offer like something like that. And at first it started as just like every so often, I would call them imperfect audios where I would add an audio, uh, a clip of me reading the post. And then it just kind of evolved into, I should do this as a podcast. And yeah, so that's kind of how it started uh, just slowly and naturally. Um, it felt like the right next shift for me. And I love it. I love the, it's so much more of a connection, especially when I have guests to talk to someone, than to send someone a questionnaire and, and just let them fill it out. And then I post it on the blog. Like I like the conversation aspect of it.
0: I agree. And I, like, when I was on my nine to five still, I listened to a ton of podcasts too.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: and that was like kind of the reason why I wanted to start. Cause I was like, well, this is a really great way to consume information. Like once I've been staring at a computer screen all day long, I didn't <laughs> want to come and read a blog. I wanted to <laughs> consume podcasts on my drive. Um, getting stuck in the lovely San Antonio traffic at the time. <laughs> I was like, I need something to do. So I, that's what I did too. And I listened to a lot of podcasts. And then I didn't actually start my show when I was still working. Um, I'm in nine to five. I started like right after. But yeah, I was just like one of those things like, wow, okay, I'm not the only one who probably has a commute. So maybe I can help add to this um, space. And you know, share my expertise too um, in this kind of format. And I, I I agree with you. It's so much more personal, and the connections are awesome because you're able to like talk to different people versus just like, hey, here's some questions, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna put them on my blog. Great.
1: <laughs> and it's it's just way more convenient too. Um, not just driving. I always have a podcast or music or something playing when I'm washing dishes, when I'm cooking. It's yeah, it's so convenient.
0: Right. I even do it when I'm like doing mindless tasks. Like I still have mm-hmm. a couple of Pinterest clients that I do stuff for. So whenever I'm just pinning for them, I'll listen to podcasts because that doesn't really require like a lot of like thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let go my feed or let me go for my client's feed. So I'll do it then too. Um, I think, I think podcasts are cool because they're just very consumable. Unlike video where a lot of the time if you're trying to watch a video or something and you like shut down your screen, it doesn't always continue playing. Like sometimes it will depending on the player, but most times it won't. So it's
1: like, you don't get the same
0: convenience that you do with podcasts.
1: Yes. Because that's, I think that's actually how it kind of started for me. Um, I would watch YouTube at my old job, okay. but I would have, cause I would have two monitors and like one would be in the background, but I'd be listening to it. But then it would be like every so often you'd want to go look, mm-hmm. so I had to find some or something else that wasn't as obvious as is <laughs> working, but he is also not working.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's that's hilarious, and I I'm sure so many people feel that or have felt that in the past because yeah, like I want to do something that helps me grow my side hustle, but I also yeah. don't be super obvious about it because then I'll probably get fired, and that's not good either. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I get it. Awesome. So what is your current podcast format? I know you said you do some interviews, but do you also do like solo episodes and like kind of
1: mix it up as well? So typically I do, uh, I go back and forth. I'll do a solo episode and then an interview. I'm actually just coming off of summer hiatus. So I've done the first two new episodes post like my little, I usually try to take a break in July, but I like to go back and forth with a guest and then just me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm in that exact same boat. I mean, I didn't for a while, but with the new direction, that's kind of what I'm doing as well. So it's been, it's, it's nice. Cause then you're not like, oh my God, overwhelmed with guests, but you're also <laughs> still able to share your expertise and not just your guests expertise.
1: Yeah. Cause I think you get into like interviewer mode and a lot of times it, it's great and it's helpful for the audience, but you kind of miss out on, on sharing, like you said, sharing your expertise and, sometimes being able to talk about the things that you really feel reflect where you're at in your brand and what you're doing. So having those solo episodes like lets you have um, that.
0: Exactly. I agree with that. And are you putting out episodes like every single week or every other week or how does that work? Uh,
1: now that I am back, yes, it's ev- it's every week now. Okay. Um, that's usually, yeah, it's, it's weird because it's a weird phrase. I always take um, about a month off in December and in the summer. Mm-hmm. So other than that, I, I do uh, do every week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, So in this I do something similar, not in the summer, but in December, I usually take about, you know, from like the week of Christmas to like the week, the second week of January. And then I'm, then I'm back in the second week of January and that's about a three week break. And it's nice because then I'm able to like say, okay, season three is here, season four is here. <laughs> right now I actually was on a break as we're recording. I'm about to publish in a couple of days, like my you know new direction and stuff but um, um but I took two weeks off and I'm like this is weird like it probably nice, but it's not, I've, never, I've never done a summer break before it's always been like you know during the holidays um mm-hmm. and I went into the new season in January but um you know things change but it's only it's only two weeks it's not super long so yeah we'll be back next week but it's been it's been interesting kind of Taking a break because I feel weird not putting out
1: episodes in the summer. It's it's like it's really it goes both ways for me because I know it's good for me because it feels it feels good to take a break and to not have to worry about putting out content or sharing it. But then I'll go on my Instagram and I'm like, "Holy crap! Like I haven't posted anything brand related this week," and it's like, "Oh, because there's no episode." Right. Right. Yeah, I feel that completely. Yeah. So when it comes to
0: your podcast. We're going to kind of talk about, like, the best and worst, not worst or failure. I mean, not really failure, but, like, things you wish you'd done better kind of thing. So let's start with, like, what's working best in your podcast right now. Is there anything specific that you want to highlight or you feel like is just going really well?
1: I think the fact that I have had the pleasure of interviewing some awesome people, including you, Mm -hmm. um, who are just really – really raw and also really willing to share. And what I mean is because we talk about anxiety and we talk about business and the scary things that come up with that. And everybody's usually very, very transparent. And I think that really connects to people. And then having these guests also, they're, they're very willing to share on their platforms and, just introduce me to their peeps, which is great. Um, So I think my audience gets to know this new person and their audience gets to know me. And I think it's, it's just a really good thing for growth. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's, it's in a way that you don't necessarily get to see with just the solo episode. So that's why I like a mix.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think it's nice because you give people some variety it's not just you talking all the time and they get to be introduced to new people and that I think it's also a good way to grow because like, like you said when they share it with their audience then you get more exposure too so it's like it benefits them but it also benefits you to have like yes mm-hmm. so I think it's really really helpful and I, I agree with that 100% like I love guest episodes they're so fun and I love being a guest on other podcasts it's just and when people email me and they're like let's do a podcast while I'm like super stoked I'm like yes let's do a podcast while I would prefer that over just you being on my show or just me being on your show if we both have podcasts that's always my suggestion
1: that's so much fun because usually I feel like I leave those conversations with so much more to talk about so being able to do it in two episodes on two different shows is so much fun
0: Right, right, and I feel like from that, like a lot of those swaps I've done, I, we've kept in contact, and like I was able to like reach out to them for this new direction, and then talk about their podcast because you know obviously they have a podcast if we did a swap, um, so that's been really cool too. And then you know having them, I have a summit that we host twice a year in my other business, so having them in our summit and things like that, it's just been really cool, and I think it's just been a really good way to connect with people especially as an introvert because I feel like otherwise I would not know that many other business owners I'd be like in my bubble with like my two friends that are business owners and then like not ever talking to anyone else and that wouldn't be intentional just because I'm shy and I don't want to bother people by reaching out so
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which is so silly because usually most people are like, yes, (laughs) but it is, it's, it's like nervous. It makes you nervous to sometimes reach out to people because you're like, are they going to really want to do this? And then usually it turns out amazing.
0: Right. Yeah. And I feel like with
1: podcasts, it's such an easy conversation because people
0: are like wanting to be featured and you're wanting to feature people. So it's kind of like a win-win. Like I, Mm -hmm. most of the time I, it's different. Like people usually say yes to podcast interviews over like a summit interview or something, because it is a lot less like, you know, legwork because it's just one podcast versus like a summit. They're like, oh, I have to record like an actual like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's a little more <laughs> legwork than like a podcast interview. It's but, like, do I, yeah, do I want to have a conversation for forty-five minutes, or do I want to create a curriculum and a freebie and all the things?
0: Yeah, and I mean, a summit is a great exposure, but yeah, podcasting is you know, getting a podcast interview is just, you know, a lot easier and that's perfectly fine. So, yeah, cool. So now let's kind of go to the other side of things. So are there any like things you wish you would have done better in your podcast? And if so, what did you learn from that?
1: I think the thing that I am constantly kind of playing with is the show notes element, because mm. I come from a, a, an SEO background. So I'm always thinking, you know, words, keywords, Content, characters, like all of that. And it's really hard to, to do, like, to, to do good show notes, in my opinion, that translate to all the things because you want it to be quick and easy. You want it to be enough that someone can just glance over it and say, Yes, I want to listen to this. But then you want to think about it from the SEO's point of view. And yeah. I think it's a little bit easier when I have a solo episode because I can just order a transcript and and post that and it's you know it's there and i can highlight the key points but with interviews it's more okay i need to pull out the top things because it's kind of a mess to do a transcript if you're going to use like one of the cheaper services um so that that's probably the thing that i'm constantly trying to play with and and find the balance with is the right way to do the show notes i want them to be shareable Mm -hmm. i want them to highlight the person that i'm interviewing and anything that we've talked about and I want them to be engaging. Um, but I don't want to water them down. So it's, it's right. like, it's kind of like a tight, a tightrope balancing act a little bit. So I'm still playing with that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. Like I used to just do like a couple bullet points, like five to 10 bullet points and that was not good for SEO, but it was easy to to look yeah. at. <laughs> but I made a compromise and I'm like, all right, I hired someone to do it, which for this new direction I hired someone to do, or I'm hiring someone to do my show notes and they're going to do like a couple paragraphs. So it's SEO friendly. And then they're going to do some bullet points with the top tips from me or the guests. And then they're going to put like the about of the guests and stuff like that. And that's not something I was doing on the actual, um, you know show out page i'm uh-huh. kind of putting some bullet points cuz i was lazy <laughs> and I didn't have a lot of time but now that i'm hiring it it's going to be seo friendly i mean it's not going to be like extremely long like a blog post but i think it's at least 300 words so it's still it's still good for seo it's not like 1500 words <laughs>
1: That's the thing because I I really have to buckle down when I'm, when I do the the guest episodes because like, you're so engrossed in it when you're doing it, you're not taking notes. So I always listen to it before I post it, but then I catch myself listening to it like a listener and I'm like, oh crap, I should have written that down.
0: Right. right. Yeah, exactly. I,
1: I know that struggle.
0: That's why I'm like, yay. Now someone else can do it for me. That is a copywriter. And that is, they love writing show notes. So I'm like, well, I don't love it. So good. Good for you. <laughs> I'm like super happy to have you. And now you can do it for my clients too. But <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It's just one of those things like it's it was hard for me too. Cause I was like, I, I do want to be like SEO friendly, but I also don't want it to be like transcript because that's boring and like not not user-friendly and like no one's gonna see your key points if it's a transcript because it's they're gonna have to like scan to find and it's just Mm -hmm.
1: not fun (laughs) It's, uh, it's not it doesn't look good it doesn't look SEO friendly
0: no, no. I mean, and like, but the happy medium that I'm kind of coming across is having that with the show notes, but then also if someone wants to look at the transcript, then we will have, like, it attached in a PDF format, and then they can look at it there, but it's not, like, hanging out, taking up all the space on the actual post. <laughs> so, we have that, so we can have, like, some visual people look at that if they need to, or if they're, you know, deaf or something, mm-hmm. um, they can read that instead of listening, but um, just yeah it's not very pretty if it's just jenny yes jenny yes you know <laughs> and then of course it tells it doesn't i don't know what you use to transcribe but i use something called otter and it's not it's not yeah. like a
1: person that does it it's no. an no it, you have to go through otter you yes. have to go through every single thing because it makes things up and it's a mess like
0: right <laughs> one, one of the one of the clients that i had um with the launch field recently they um they they would say their, their podcast name is the richard geek instead of the richer geek and i was like oh my god they're every rich. time i was like no richer not richard like a person <laughs> so i have to fix that and they're just yeah Otter is really cool cuz it's free but you definitely have to spot check it cuz there's always going to be mistakes um but i definitely recommend Which- that over like timmy because timmy you have to pay for so
1: yeah. And, and Timmy does the same kind of errors because I use yeah. different things with different clients, but Otter, I definitely do say go with Otter. If you want to do transcripts, But just know that <laughs> what you're not paying for, you're going to have to go in and and, and right. <laughs> right.
0: yeah, Yeah. That's, that's what I do. At least I'm like, I'd rather like edit it and not pay for it, then have to edit it, and I paid for it. Like that's annoying. <laughs> so yeah, cool. So now that we're done ranting about show notes and artificial intelligence transcription services, <laughs> um, let's get on to the next point. So, where do you currently find that you're kind of getting your listeners from? Is it like social media, from your website? Um, I mean, I know it's kind of hard to tell sometimes,
1: but your best guess. <laughs> Um, it's definitely, a, I would say, a combo of social media, mm-hmm. the guests themselves. Yeah. Um, I think that would be really because I try really hard to share consistent content on the platforms that I use, and my guests are usually really good about sharing it with their audiences, so that's where I feel like a lot of the traffic comes from at the end of the day, and then obviously, like, my existing list and stuff.
0: Right. I, I feel the same. Yeah, guests are really helpful if they share. If they don't share, then it kind of sucks. <laughs> you're like, well, what was the point? You know, not, right? Not me. So you guys, I, so they, like, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, and they're not scratching your back. <laughs> so why? Why did I have you as a guest? Like, you helped, I helped you, but you're not helping me here. You know,
1: so. right? <laughs> yeah. so exactly. Guests,
0: guests are really handy, and I think for me, another thing being guest on other people's show too. That helps me get, like, I feel like those days are always the days where my like listenership spikes when I'm on someone else's show. And I'm like, oh, I didn't publish a new episode today, but someone else did for me. So. <laughs> well, and
1: I think it's different than if you do say a guest post or something for right. someone else, because they hear you and they're like, okay, Her voice doesn't annoy me. I'll go check out her podcast. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And then they stick around if they like it. So um, that's really cool. And then they download like your most recent episode or something. And then, you know, maybe they stay a subscriber, maybe they don't. That's fine. But it's always nice to see those like nice boost? I know the other day I reached out to you and I was like, oh my God, what is this boost? Like I wasn't a guest. I (laughs) I hadn't put out a new episode. Like where is this coming from? That's the only thing that frustrates me about podcasts is we were talking about this before we started um, filming or I guess recording, not filming. Um, (laughs) But just the analytics are terrible and you're not able to see where people are coming from or like how long they're sticking around or like what they're downloading or how many like actual subscribers you have. Like you could have 50 subscribers, you could have 500. You don't really know because not everyone downloads every single episode. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and
1: it's a mess, like, but you see these spikes and you see like, you see the big ups and downs and you're like, hold on, is this real life? Like, I, I think that is something I try not to get too invested in the, like the numbers of it, because to me, my podcast is just another piece of all the stuff that I, I do and it's something that's actually probably while it does talk about business and it has helped me make great connections. It's so much more of a passion project because of the subject matter. Right. Um, like I try not to stress and be like, okay, how many people downloaded my new thing today? I do like to look because it's important to know your numbers, but right. there's just so many. There's, it's so close to my heart, and there's and and I I look at the messages that I'm getting, the comments that I'm getting, the emails, the people saying things to me about it, and that's like. I can get, like, if I got one email with someone telling me, thank you for doing this, then I would still keep doing it because I enjoy it and it's helping.
0: Right. I feel the same way. And like, you know, the analytics don't measure those people. Because, you know, most people do not actually leave your review. Like, they don't leave you and review in iTunes. They're going to email you or something. And, <laughs> and as, obviously, that's really appreciated when they email you or reach out on social or whatever. But it's like, a thing that doesn't count for people knowing that you like my podcast <laughs> because it's like, you know, they're either or they're emailing you or reaching out off the platform
1: or whatever. But yeah. and like nine times out of 10. I feel like when people do leave a review on iTunes, it's because it was some sort of a contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave a review, take a picture. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, but leave a review, take a picture and you'll be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card or whatever. And oh. and I get that. It's, it's building in its strategy. I completely understand it, but like that's why I try not to stress it about it.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much the only people I leave reviews for are my clients. Like, I'll go leave a review when they're first starting so that, you know, they have something. And I mean, I know that's good content because I, I wouldn't take on anyone who doesn't have good content. Um, but yeah, it's like one of those things that, you know, reviews are great, but, you know, I feel like most people don't really do them and they just tell you personally. And, you know, you can still highlight those. It doesn't, you don't only have to highlight your Apple podcast reviews. You can highlight your ones that you get your email too because that's still sharing like that people actually like your content and so you're not just like talking to no one. <laughs> that's, the okay. thing, that's the thing I love most about like people telling you that they listen or they really love an episode when they share on like Instagram stories or email or something. It's like, Oh my God, people actually listen. Like one of the things, one of the things, just getting downloaded with people's phone and they're not listening. Cause I know sometimes when you subscribe, it just like that auto download. Yeah. <laughs> like Okay. Like cool. People are actually listening. It's not just like a free auto download. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yay. Yeah. I feel the same way though. Like I don't need millions of listeners, but if I have a handful of people or maybe more than a handful, but at least a handful of people that are enjoying and listening, then I'm completely content because I think that's all that matters. I like, get that you're helping someone in the grand scheme of things.
1: Yep. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So when you have those listeners, how do you kind of start converting them into clients or customers? Um, or how do you feel like you're working towards doing that at least?
1: Um, I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. Cause I feel like indoctrination kind of has such a negative connotation, but right. I had this conversation earlier with someone about how people want to work with people. Mm-hmm. And when they hear, when they hear your voice, they hear your stories, they hear your expertise, like they connect with you and that makes them more likely to choose to work with you over someone else who does the same thing. So, I think it's it's kind of in my opinion a long game. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. it is. It is. It really is. I 100% agree with that.
1: Yeah, you're you're building up that that trust in that relationship and turning it into something that eventually could be a customer. I think right now it's it, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. It's, yeah, it's like I said, it's a long game. I think that's just the best way to say it. Um, I don't know that I've necessarily gotten any customers from the podcast, but I have gotten customers or clients rather who heard about me or were referred to me and then they checked out the podcast to kind of see what I was about. Right. So I think it's definitely brand building. That's, yeah, I would say it's a part of just building that brand, not necessarily bringing clients in, but helping make the brand look more legit.
0: I mean, and it depends on like what you're wanting to do with it too. Like some people use it as like kind of a content marketing platform. Some people use it as like a content marketing plus like, you know, advertising their Mm -hmm. things. And it really depends. Like it does take a lot for someone to want to type in the URL that you're promoting. Like if you have a free masterclass or something, it takes a lot to have them type it in because obviously they can't just click on a link like they could on actual social media um so i think it's one of those things like you just kind of have to know your audience and you know maybe over time it will convert people into clients and customers but right now you know it's just kind of like you said a brand builder or like a content marketing stream that You're helping to nurture and then eventually they will get into your funnel or become a client or whatever over time. It's not something that they like listen to one episode and they're like, yep, sold.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I think right now with the services that I have been offering, they, they don't necessarily match up with what my audience is looking for. I am offering like a new coaching experience that I think will fit some of my audience but I think in like in the past, the past few years, necessarily what I've been offering has been in a different realm mm-hmm. of, of who I would support. So yeah, it, it's, I, I love helping whoever I can help in the podcast helps me do that. And maybe at some point we'll be in the same level and I can meet people where they're at and support them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and I love that you're just aware of that. Like some people are like, you know, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm doing with it. It's just kind of there. <laughs> like you actually kind of know like, all right, this is like my goal. I mean, I'm not to where I, to this point yet, but in the past, in the future it can happen. Like it just, it can evolve and become something different. That's a great thing about a content marketing platform. It can always shift and change and grow. It doesn't need to be the same all the time. Yes. Yes. Cool. So when it comes to those listeners, um, how do you kind of retain them to, and keep them around wanting more? Like, what are some of the things that you do to keep them coming back every episode or even, you know, just listening in general and not hitting the unsubscribe
1: button? I think it's a combination of, I, I try to make sure I include a call to, uh, some sort of call to action or invite. So do something to check something out. Uh, I sometimes drop little seeds of, things I'm excited about that will be coming out guests I'm excited about um I'm also really transparent about um when I'm taking breaks or when like just what's going on and I think that's the people that I seem to tend to attract like that they like the transparency and they they like that I'm kind of goofy and they're like they're my people so they completely just relate to that and I, I just try to keep it like connected and keep it to where it feels natural and authentic. And I think that that's why people keep listening because they, they know what vibe to expect. They may not know what we're going to talk about. They may not know, um, like how deep we're going to go, what the topic is, or they may be new to that week's guest, but they know it's going to be real and it's going to go there as far as like anxiety, mental health, um, stress and all that. And I
0: love that. I think that's, that's really awesome that you do that. Um, and being raw and real. And then also kind of giving them like sneak peeks of what's to come. I think that's really important and something a lot of people forget to do. I know I've been guilty of like kind of forgetting that. I'm like, Oh crap, I have a promotion
1: coming up in like two weeks. and I'm kind of thinking about it. like, where'd it go, Donnie? <laughs> like I'm just like, don't think about it. I do have this thing that I sometimes was like, I I should have mentioned this, but, but sometimes it's, it's that uh, internal debate of, am I sure this is going to be ready? Do I want to talk about it?
0: (laughs) Right. I'm one of those people that will put something, I'll say, I'll put a launch date out into the world, like something's coming
1: on this date and I just make it happen, which is probably not that great, but Hey, I've never looked down. But but it's true. Once you put it out there, you're bound to do it. And I think by not putting it out there, I'm like, oh well, nobody knows.
0: <laughs> right. I'm the only one who knows that I was actually supposed to watch this
1: yesterday, but I won't be launching for another
0: two weeks. Yeah. I'm like, all right, something's coming September 29th. I just made that up off the top of my head, but um, like I'll just say like, oh, something cool, something cool is coming, and then I like bind myself to that date. And then um, you know, I always make it happen because so I don't like letting myself down publicly. Yeah.
1: I'm going to slack you on September 29th and be like, "Jenny, did it happen? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, there's nothing to happen. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like one of those things. It just like, I put out the world and I'm like, okay, now I have to do it. Otherwise, people are going to judge me, which probably no one even listened. But um, <laughs> it just feels like that. So it's like a good pressure thing. Awesome. So that's really helpful. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about tools. Obviously, you know me, I'm a tool junkie. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was curious, like, what is your favorite tool you use in your business? And bonus points if it is something that helps you, you know, with your podcast anyway. Oh,
1: um, I feel like this is constantly changing, but right now the thing that is probably open the most, um, on my computer is my Dubsado mm-hmm. and, And I, it it does help me with my podcasting in that I use their scheduling calendar now. Uh, So that has been uh, super helpful just because everything is in there. It's connected to my Google calendar. I can track my time um, for clients. I can send invoices. I can, uh, I have even like my coaching work with me page is built in there instead of on my website. So it's just an easy form. Like I use it for so many things. And if I don't have a window open for Dubsado, I'm like freaking out, like, where'd my Dubsado go? Because it takes one second to log into it. But I'm like, where is it? So I use it for everything. But um, I what I like about and I know you can do this on different um, schedulers, but I I like that everything's tied in to the acuity. um, I'm sorry, the acuity, the Dubsado, because I can like book the calendar, invite, like, get all their information and it saves it in really easy way, easy to way find um, easy to find way. <laughs> and uh, it's, yeah, it's just, I, I freaking love it. And it's so affordable and it does so many things and I've saved money by just paying for this one thing instead of paying for like four different little things.
0: Right. Yeah. I do love the Tubs Auto as well. I finally just revamped all my workflows and stuff in there and it feels so nice because before I was kind of like, all right, I'm missing the invoice and they'll put the welcome packet. And then I have to like manually do all this other stuff. And I finally just like sat down and did it. Cause at first it's kind of not that intuitive. Like at least yeah. it was super intuitive. I kind of had to like sit down and like map out my workflows and then build them out. But a lot of people, I know a lot of people get frustrated with it because they're like, I don't understand. i
1: just like, no, I th- you have to put on paper first. Yes. That, that's really what it is. You have to write out how you want it to look or what it is that you're trying to do and then put it into the system and also be prepared to take a moment and let it refresh. Right. Because when I first dove into it, I was like, I hear really good things. Just stick with it. It's the most affordable one. And I think I actually paid for like a year subscription because it was the birthday sale. Oh. So I was like, you have to stick with it because you, you already paid for the year. And now that I know it, I love it. <laughs>
0: Right. I feel that hundred percent. Yeah. At first I was like, Ooh, I don't know about this, but then it's gotten easier over time. So definitely a good thing for service based business owners, or even if you have a podcast, um, <laughs>
1: they're constantly adding new features. And I don't want this to sound like a Dubsado ad, but it's great. It's so great. It's so affordable. I wrote a blog post about how much I love Dubsado. So go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I'll leave the, I'll leave the link to Dubsado in
0: the show notes. You guys can go check it out. If you haven't heard of it, it's pretty dang awesome. Obviously we both use it. So yeah. Um, but lastly, um, obviously this is a podcast about podcasting. So I need to ask what your favorite podcast is at the moment. Um, it definitely doesn't have to be anything business related but just something that you enjoy listening to and you find yourself listening to as
1: much as possible. Um, So my favorite at the moment is not business-related. It's my favorite, Murder. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) I am obsessed with it, and I didn't get into it for the longest time because I thought that, like, I tried to listen to it one time, and I just thought that the announcers were, like, too chitty-chatty. And I... Made the effort, um, like maybe in May, and I was like, "Let me fast forward through them, just talking, and listen to the actual, like, the murders, the stories." And then I got addicted. I did that for a few episodes, and then now I listen to the whole thing. Like it's the Thursday when we're recording this, and I woke up this morning and was like, "Yay! There's a new episode of my favorite murderer out today!" <laughs> like, I've blown through their catalog of like 200 episodes over this summer while working. So that's my favorite at the moment. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's so funny that you
0: mentioned that you thought it was too chatty because I literally feel the exact same way. Like I literally feel like I felt like that too. I I haven't tried listening again, but I was like, Oh, they seem a little too like conversational for me. Like I want to hear the good The good details. Like I want to hear all the dirty details, not just like someone chit chatting. Um, I'll have to give it another shot. Um, I am a big true crime person, so
1: same. (laughs) I know I read that on your
0: on your launch guild bio thing, and I was
1: like, what the heck? We're like the same person. (laughs) Oh, I am such a a true crime junkie, but I I don't want to go on my favorite murder tangent. But yeah, you just have to skip through it until you know them and love them, and then the chit chat doesn't bother you. Yeah. Okay. When I'll, you first I'll, start, I'll start.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Cause like, I, I did the same thing. I tried listening. I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. Um, my, my favorite true crime that I've listened to for years is Sword and Scale. Um, that one's really good. Um, I don't know. I really like it. It's kind of, there's Sword and, what is it called? Sword and Scale.
1: I'll have to check that out. I'm like, always looking for new ones. Yeah. It's
0: kind of like really gory, not all the time, but some episodes, but they talk about like um what they talked about that guy that like put his kids in the well in Denver. He was like a anadarko guy, which is like an oil gas company, if you guys don't know. Um that, and that was like really popular. That happened like last year, about a year ago. Um one that was one more of the recent ones. And then my favorite one is like the one about gypsy. Um the Gypsy Rose. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so they had one about her, and then they had a couple more about other really interesting ones. There's a lot of kidnapping ones and a lot of murders and stuff. They're all really interesting. It's like I—that's the only podcast I think I've listened to every single episode. (laughs) The ones that I'm like, oh my god, this is so gory.
1: Oh, uh, we have to have a totally different conversation offline about podcasts later because I had no idea you were a true c- crime junkie too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: Well, yeah, just let us know where we can find you. So your podcast, your website, and your social media channels, and yeah, I'll link everything the show
1: notes too. Um, So I'm actually kind of going through a bit of a transition. So the easiest way to find all of the things is just to go to dia, diadarling.com, D-I-A-D-A-R-L-I-N-G.com. And that will take you to the blog, the pon- the, the ponos, the podcast, um, all the information about me. And on Instagram, I'm dia.darling.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll link everything in the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode dash 129. Make sure to join the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. See you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community. See you in the next episode.